G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Our Middle East reporter is Ron Ross and he's back with us again. How are you going, Ron? I'm doing extremely well, Tracy. I hope you're doing the same. Not too bad at all for a Tuesday, but I tell you what, this situation with the Islamic State in the Middle East is not abating at all. And in fact, there's been some pretty strong warnings about that particular group that has been given to Muslims who are attending their pilgrimage at the moment. Yes, I find this very... I thought it was important to uh, highlight how the uh, moderate Muslim world is approaching the ISIS, what they call the evil of ISIS. Saudi Arabia in particular have been taking uh, aim at the Islamic State. They've uh, mounted a battle the hearts and minds at this year's Hajj, which is the celebration, the annual celebration attended by hundreds of thousands of Muslims. Uh, and uh, in fact, millions are expected to visit the holiest sites of Islam on the second day of the pilgrimage. And it was last Saturday, Saudi Arabia declared uh, the Islamic State a terrorist organization last March. And at the Hajj, uh, and uh, before these hundreds of thousands of Muslims, uh, they're warning that uh, ISIS is out to recruit Muslim children to fight in Iraq and Syria. So I think it's important for us to understand that uh, while we're doing something about the crisis of the Islamic State, the Muslims are in a terrible dilemma. Yeah, we watched um, quite a number of celebrations taking part in Australia too over the weekend with a couple of Muslim festivals. I'm thinking of the the Festival of Eid now. I think it was our Communication Minister Malcolm Turnbull. He was there, as was the New South Wales Premier Mike Baird, and they both spoke. But I see that Israel has gone ahead and relaxed some restrictions allowing hundreds from Gaza to pray at the Temple Mount during that particular Festival of Eid. Yes, they do this, and I I can tell you the people in Jerusalem are on their guard as uh, almost 2,000 Gazans are given permission to attend the Temple Mount to pray. The current Muslim holiday is called uh, Eid al-Adha, and uh, interesting though that the um, Israelis take a little bit of security, and you have to be aged over 60 to be given permission to attend. Uh, but they do that every year, and uh, uh, it's it's a good thing and an opportunity for the Muslims to come to their holy site at the Temple Mount. Mm. Let's talk about this whole issue of uh, the Palestinian state and whether or not uh, the Swedish embassy in Israel will acknowledge that. Well, uh, yes, they came out a week ago and said that they would acknowledge a Palestinian state. The ambassador was called in to, uh, to meet with... Uh, officials of the Israeli parliament, and uh, they've now issued a statement saying that they were misunderstood, uh, that uh, the agreement has to be made between Israel and Palestine and not by outside sources. But if that was to happen, they would then acknowledge a Palestinian state. 
But on top of that, we've got an announcement last night that the British Parliament is going to consider the same question sometime next week. They've described that as a symbolic vote on whether the British Parliament would acknowledge a Palestinian state. And they say it's got no power in law. It's just testing the waters. The current policy of the UK government is not to recognise the Palestinian state. That's an issue to be decided between Israel and uh, the Palestinian Authority. Uh, so it's up for debate and interesting that very, various nations are involved. But uh, also interesting to see that Prime Minister Netanyahu's popularity is soaring around the world. And uh, he was recently reprimanded by the uh, uh, Obama administration for some statements he made. And that seemed to ignite his popularity and make him even more secure yeah. as a spokesman for Israel. Yeah, it seems that the relationship between the US and Israel is not going very well at all after those comments by Benjamin Netanyahu, doesn't it? Well, uh, not between Netanyahu and Obama. It's an open fact that Obama doesn't like Benjamin Netanyahu. And it's also an open fact that uh, I, I was going to discuss with you this morning uh, the big story in Israel at the moment that Benjamin Netanyahu is currently conducting a Bible study in his home for senior officials in Israel. And the Bible study is all about God's promise of the land to the Jewish people, starting with Genesis. And uh, so his, he is such a passionate man. He stands on what he believes to be biblical truths. So as far as he's concerned, uh, Hashem, or the God of the Bible, is much more powerful than President Obama. Mm, that's right. Let's talk about the Feast of Tabernacles that's about to kick off in Jerusalem. I am so excited about this uh, event. When my wife and I were in Jerusalem last year, uh, every day we drove past the Jerusalem Arena, which was under uh, construction. It's a huge facility. And it was opened two weeks ago by the mayor of Jerusalem. And the first ever event in the main auditorium is going to be the Feast of Tabernacles, hosted by the International Christian Embassy of Jerusalem. And I find that awesome, because imagine any Arab country uh, where the first major event at the best stadium you've got is hosted by Christians. Yes. And, of course, the International Christian Embassy have been loyal to to the Feast of Tabernacles for many, many years. And I had personal uh, evidence of or witness from my friends in Jerusalem, my Jewish friends, of the impact that festival had when th thousands upon thousands of Christians marched through the main streets of uh, Jerusalem during the feast. The Bible says in Zechariah fourteen sixteen, and it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And that's what happens every year, hosted by ICEJ. And it's an enormous event, a wonderful experience for Christians, but a tremendous witness uh, for the Jewish people. And I'm just praying that they will have a, an awesome time the whole Feast of the Tabernacles is a reminder of the 40 years the Jewish people had in the wilderness. Uh, they're meant to go out and live in uh, Sukkah, 
uh, booths during the eight-day period uh, so that they're not surrounded by bricks and mortar. They're living in fragile circumstances, and their entire existence uh, is dependent on the love of God. And that's what they try to recall during the Feast of Tabernacles, and they'll be doing that from tomorrow for the next eight days, an awesome time of the year. Yeah, it certainly would be the place to be at the moment. That is Ron Ross, our Middle East correspondent. Ron, always good to talk to you. We'll chat again next week. Thank you, Tracy. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.